Hey everybody, this is the Mayfair Podcast, and I'm Andrew. This is Josh. I'm Eric. And it is a couple days earlier than when we usually do this. <laughs> April 20, you're, let's you're say... You're stalling for time until you realize third, what it is. Fourth. We will be chatting about movies from April 27th through May 3rd, 2018. I do know that. Andrew's coming off of a sick day, so I don't know how yeah. you're feeling. <laughs> I'm a lot better, actually. And I... Uh, I'm hoping not to, like... Sniffle during the podcast. Yeah, do that, like, do that right, right to the mic. Right to the yeah, <laughs> that would be like an intermittent audio test. And we yeah. shouldn't be sharing the same coffee cup. I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like trying to old, recycle. Like, like an old Archie drawing. <laughs> and I've been babysitting two of my uh, a fake niece and nephew, both preschool age, from seven thirty till three thirty today. So Ooh. if I fall asleep halfway through the podcast, just keep going. Dude, that's basically a shift. Like, I parented for a day, and I'm like, oh my god. I feel like that whenever I see my real nieces and nephews, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I, I think I want kids because everybody like is like, oh yeah, kids. And then you're yeah. around kids, and you're like, oh my god, kids. What was it's, I thinking? Yeah, it's not the best all the time. The uncle position is the best one to be in. It's almost grandparently, mm. where you can... Everyone's want to do a good deed like today. Today it was their caregiver was sick, and at the last minute it was like, "Are you off?" I'm like, "Yeah, I can do it," but I can just go in and like feed them candy and you know yeah. wave and take off, and they're it's, all good. It sounds a lot like the Andrew situation yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like we, we needed a caregiver to come in here and cover the ship. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two of them heroes. And so I watched a lot of Paw Patrol today. Nice. But they're of the Not age because of the kids, right? Yeah, just research <laughs> before you picked up the kids. <laughs> yeah. They were young enough that I could just totally kill the volume and put on... My friends have a good record collection. Nice. So I put on, like, Ramones and The Clash and Joan Jett, and the kids are just oh, young nice. enough that they were just distracted by the dogs on the TV. Man. So they didn't care that the music was in the background. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was just the 40th anniversary of the first Ramones album, too. Or Man. maybe 43rd or something. It was a weird number. It was after 40. Wasn't, to uh, to be a somewhat topic, wasn't Scorsese <laughs> supposed to do a Ramones biopic? I hope so. I should, Maybe. I thought that was a thing. It does sound like him. But, like, I also feel like he's one of those guys, sort of like Tarantino, where they announce, like, all, or, or Del Toro, where they're yes. like, I'm going to be doing this. And you're like, I don't think you will, but I love that you're saying things like that. Yeah, because, man, Ramon's biopic, just the simple story of four guys who didn't know music, who mm. learned, I think in their late teens, essentially through going, okay, I'll play drums, I'll sing. Yeah, we need you to do this, so learn Never it. had a... A hit per se, like on the Billboard charts, yeah. on the like gold albums, and yet are the most influential band ever. Yeah. Oh, I love them. It's so weird, and even like Joey Ramone is really like when you look back at like Rock and Roll High School, he's like kind of gangly and awkward. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he was so cool, and he still is. But you're yeah. just like he's just such a like unique looking guy, you know, especially to be this like sex symbol, like tough guy, you know. I love Rock and Roll High School every time the Ramones tried to act. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Randall, they were Oh, it's so horrible. I love it. Really good movie, though. Because like, when really they're singing fun. and stuff, it's fine, but every time they every time they try to act, you realize, oh, acting's a skill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a trade. It's like not being just a plumber. You know? like, yeah. He's in the teenage girl's bedroom playing guitar. Yeah. You're like, oh, uh, what's well, happening? Okay, I guess. Who is that? Joe Dante? Uh, it was a couple people uh, who went he, on to do he, other things. Well, because it's yeah. a Carmen flick, for sure. It was a Carmen, yeah. I, oh, man. We should know. That's a deep It was uh, the, direct, the director? Yeah. It was Alan Arkish. Alan Arkish. I think Joe Dante. Yeah, he, he is feeling like, good. He's back. Whoa, he's back. <laughs> we got him. Joe Joe Dante, Dante, I don't know if Joe Dante was involved. He did like Piranha around that time yeah. and stuff. Oh, that's a good movie. John I saw that through. here back in the day, but now we can't play it anymore because Roger Corman oh, is yeah. like, 
almost like Disney vaulted himself. Yeah. And I think is all TV. I think I think he has well, like he, he just sold off, but there's some weird stuff happening with it. He sold off his collection of movies or however you want to say it. Then his kids are like suing him over doing Oh that yeah, to he's stop it. yeah, no, he's he's in a he like got some shady guy to like take care of his money and like Cayman oh. Islands offshore stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so like his he yeah and like his kids are suing him I don't know so oh, that's not cool yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's like it was and it's not silly like it's like they're gonna get ten million less each if this goes through or something like that and you're like I mean uh, it's never a good way to, <laughs> to farewell to your father in his golden years yeah. is to sue him and in his, when he's in his eighties or nineties yeah. or whatever it's a bit like the Stan Lee stuff too where exactly like, yeah can, can we like take care of these people who are awesome uh. and just be like tell us more about like Piranha or like early Marvel it always makes me think of, of the how difficult it is people who and I especially think back in the day people had more of an assumption and I don't know whether it's thanks to the social media world we're in or kind of the behind the scenes world we're in even stuff that you know behind the scenes blu-rays and vhs tapes when we started seeing that there was real lives back around people and somebody like bella lugosi who you would assume would be a millionaire legend and pretty much died in on the verge of poverty oh yeah man and it wasn't all of them because i think vincent price did fine and i think others did but Mm -hmm. it's hard out there yeah (laughs) absolutely and it was kind of kind of like that the uh the that feud tv series about uh, betty davis and joan crawford oh yeah like just seeing joan crawford's just steady decline and just so well both of them but like her in particular just so sad like and i think i was just I, i love abbott and costello and I think there's something similar there where one of them kind of ended not yeah. great. I think one died early-ish. Costello I mean, died yeah. fairly young. Yeah. yeah, and I think the other one... A lot of these guys, it's crazy. You hear, like, and then they got a job in the newspaper office. Yeah. You're like, oh, why? What? And but, so I literally just had that with... Uh, there's a movie I like, Beyond the Seventh Door, which is just like a silly Canadian, you know, straight to TV. Like, it just got its first release ever right. uh, from uh, Severin, I think it was. And I was like watching a behind the scenes thing, and the writer director works at Cineplex now. Whoa! And I was just, and, but he's like super happy. Loves yeah, it. He's just yeah. like, I, I don't make movies anymore. You know, I'm just this is my connection to the movies. And he's like, half of the behind the scenes thing about this movie is him doing a tour of Cineplex, and he's like, here's the projector. And I was like, okay, this is sort of interesting, but like, can we talk about the movie <laughs> yeah. now? Like, but it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Like, there's just this second, third lives people come up with after that. So. I'm going to start off with this. Yeah, good intro. Seven good minutes in. Intro, yes. yeah. In case anyone's listening to this chronologically and in a timely manner, Lee and I did a podcast last week where we broke the news of our 3D Film Fest and lied about all the dates. Mm, so I'm deliberately. sure... Deliberately. <laughs> to throw you off. So I'm sure people will figure it out. But basically what happened is I had assumed at first this would be like our Kubrick Fest, like one every weekend or something. But it's like a traveling show almost, like the old Grindhouse shows or what... Crispin Glover does like traveling with his 35 millimeter print. Yeah. So this is somebody Lee knows traveling up from the states. I forget where, but I I believe Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I think. I think. So not too far Transylvania, away. Maybe. Transylvania. Maybe. Well, we're going with that. He's a vampire from <laughs> Transylvania, and it's that's what is like an eight hour drive. I think. So he's coming here with those film prints like, in, in his car. Just for us, kind of. Just thing? for or, us. Okay. So that's why it's happening all over a three day marathon. Yeah, that's fun. So we were gonna do it. In July, and then after we finished recording, or I, I may have mentioned it on the podcast, we realized it was Blues Fest. And here in Ottawa, for better or for worse, it's good for somebody, is Ottawa kind of shuts down. Like yeah. a high percentage of people are either working, volunteering, or going to one of the biggest 
music festivals in North America. Yeah. So I mentioned that to Lee, and he said, yeah, it might be a good idea to get off that date. And then he went, okay, the guy's good for the last weekend in June. And then we realized, oh, wait, that's Canada Day. That's right. no good. Everyone's going to be busy being oh, Canadian. <laughs> so we got some new dates. It's all online now. It's all on Facebooks and on our website. Well, I, I have it here. It's June 15th to the 17th. Clear Four films? It is four announced films. Yeah, four to six And, and two secret movies. Friday, Saturday, Friday night cinema and a Saturday, yeah. Saturday that night cinema. That'll mess you up. <laughs> yeah. I also love the, like, having a Friday the 13th, like, not on Friday the 13th, after we didn't have a Friday the <laughs> yeah. 13th on Friday. It's like, we're just messing with everyone now. <laughs> Take that. So I hope people forgive us for not having a Friday the 13th last time and having a Friday the 15th this time. Yeah. Makes that sense. Is, I didn't even think of the Friday the 15th. That's quite a, that's fun, though. I like that. But it, it got good buzz on the old internets. But I already told Melissa, our manager who does the schedules, and I work once or twice a week. I just told him, like, I'm not working any of the 3D shifts. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch all those. Because this is... You know, you throw round terms once in a lifetime, but this might not happen again. Yeah, and I was happy to find out that uh, the day I was most interested in, well, all of them, but the yeah. 15th, I was like, because Friday 13th 3D is like kind of a running gag with a friend, and it's just a fun, silly movie, but I realized that I had committed to going to Toronto oh, on no. the 15th to see my sister-in-law go to a concert, which will be great, but yeah. it was just one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm so stoked, oh, yeah, and I'm going through, and I was like, oh, no. Oh yeah. God! Not the 50s. So I have to get that day off not to enjoy 3D stuff. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah, as I say, it'll still be fun, but I'm like trying not to think about basically you enjoying yeah. the hell out of yourself, just cheering and yeah. crying. Uh, have you guys seen an old school 3D movie with the cardboard glasses? I, I, I not have, not in theaters. No, not never in theaters. Just I have the Friday 13th 3 Blu-ray that has the written. Okay. Movies. Yeah. But I can't. I don't even know if I watched. it. I was so excited to get it. I can't even remember watching it. Yeah. But, man, like, no, this is the first time for me. Yeah, I've seen... It was here, and it was a Creature from the Black Lagoon. Nice. Before we were here, so it must have been, like, mid-90s. And it was fun. It's just fun. It's just, it's just fun to see a theater filled of people with those glasses. That's yeah. it. That's the, How does that work in black and white, or was it colorized? No, it was black and white. I do believe... The internet might prove me wrong, but I think, basically, it's, like, a grayscale thing. So it's, like, there's, like... One is in gray and one is in something else, and it's still the glasses still work off that because hmm. it was black and white three D. But it was the red and blue glasses. Maybe or... it makes it red and blue. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember because a ton it, of movies were black yeah. and white in three D. And that was shot in three D, was it not? Or or is it fake three D? Or it's, well, I don't even know how that worked back then. But I know it's like it was a three D movie at one time. I don't know. I have this blurry memory that I'm sure I could cross reference and find. Of I was a kid, like four or five years old, and they did a TV 3D event where you like you got the glasses in TV Guide yeah, or yeah, or you bought like the Sunday something. paper yeah. and got it. I can't remember what show it was. If it was like 3D Night Rider, or oh, I, but it was it was something like that back in the day. Oh, it might have been. Um, I can't remember. There was that. You remember that show where like you had to get the glasses and you had the gun and you could shoot. At oh it, yeah. And it was like a futuristic. Like I keep wanting to say Captain EO, but that's the. It wasn't Captain. <laughs> not Captain EO. Yeah, not Captain not, EO. I'm talking about that. Not but, Captain Planet. It might add Captain in the title, but like because I, mean, I remember that one. And I was like pretty young, and uh, and that was like a huge deal. And apparently, it kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like the technology wasn't that. there yet. The best 3D I ever saw, and because it was meshed with real stuff happening was the Muppet 3D, not a ride, but the Muppet 3D thing at Disney World. Mm -hmm. 
you're in their three glasses, so that you got like a ten minute short happening in front of you. But they had a real Statler and Waldorf up in the balcony, Whoa. and they had one part a Sweetums monster like actually runs oh, through. Man. And there was one part, my friends and I were sitting in the front row, and there's a part where Fozzie hits you with water out of his flower. And I couldn't, I was so distracted because I couldn't figure out where the water was coming from. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, if you're in the, the second, third, fourth, 18th row, there's probably a little nozzle in the seat in front of you. Yeah. I could not figure out, <laughs> I was like, wait, where did that come That's from? Amazing. But I think at Disney, it was probably like the most powerful bulb and the, the most silver of screen yeah. and and it was just beautiful. Yeah, that and sounds amazing. When I saw it, it was probably being run 35 millimeters still, if not 70 millimeter, probably. Yeah, that was the best 3D I ever saw. And then, you know, modern 3D, I'm, I'm real... Meh. Curmudgeon-y. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's always one scene in every modern 3D movie that works, and the rest is kind of, eh. And the I credits look good. The credits always <laughs> That's look about good. It. I got free passes to go see one of the Minion movies, and there's a thing where the minions were, were at the credits, like, kind of coming out at you and doing yeah. things. That looked fine. The rest of the movie was like, oh, that cloud kind of looks in 3D. Like, yeah. like it didn't work. And in one of the Thor movies, he throws Mjolnir at you, and it totally worked. Nice. I totally admit, like, I dodged it, you know? Yeah. But the rest of the movie was nothing. And I remember movies like Tron 2, there was actually a warning at the front that said, basically, not all of this movie is 3D, only the parts where they uh -huh. go to Tron Land are 3D. <laughs> and I was like, do I get two bucks back? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Do they tell you, like, when to take off the glasses? Or, because there's going to be that one guy who just leaves it on the whole movie, and he's like, no, no, it, yeah. I can see it. It looks <laughs> good. It. Yeah. It's still fun. It, I think Captain Power was what Captain I was looking Power. for earlier. Yeah, I totally remember that. Yeah, you, I was like, I have to blur this out, or else <laughs> someone listening to the podcast later will be like, Captain Power, it was Captain Power. Sitting on the bus yelling Captain Power. <laughs> yeah, I need this. Why? So yeah, so that's uh, a little while from now in June, but man, that's... That's oh, going to yeah. be something. Top notch. And I said on Facebook, if all of these aren't packed, I'm angry and disappointed. Yeah. Like, I want all of these to have 300 people in them. I'm going to have to share it, like, at the end of next month, too, because, like, I shared it and tagged everyone now, but I was like, ah, this is still a ways away. I'm going to have, people are going to forget, and we, we can't have that, so uh, it's yeah. going to be amazing. And before that, in May, we'll have our Kubrick Festival, so that's two yeah. awesome things in a row that better get a good crowd. Mm -hmm. So let's chat about what we have coming up this week. Ottawa premiere of Borg versus McEnroe. I mean, the Star Sports. Trek spinoff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sports drama. Great. I don't think he can beat the Borg. Like, <laughs> he was a good player, but I'm not sure. He's so many nerds disappointed what's oh, going on. Yeah, and no Friday the 13th on the 13th? Didn't think I'd find myself in this position, but I was defending Shia LaBeouf recently because of us booking this movie, mm -hmm. where somebody was like, oh, Shia LaBeouf, how does he have a career? And the long and short of it, I said, is, well... He's been in a couple Transformers movies and an Indiana Jones movie. Whether you like those or not, they made a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. So he's got that in his pocket. At the same time, he seems willing to do independent movies like the Lars von Trier movie he did or Fury, you know, where he's a part of an ensemble. Mm -hmm. So that's why he keeps working because he's got some a resume of some giant movies and he, he's the kind of actor who will do an ensemble yeah. little budget movie. And presumably as an accountant and just banked. Yeah. He banked one of his first five movies. He's fine. You know? <laughs> and I think he did a really popular TV show too. So I think as long as he wasn't crazy, he's got money in the bank to do the indie yeah. movies. But I like him as an actor. I yeah. remember like in, in stuff like Fury and, and a couple other things I've seen, American Honey, where like he's yeah. he's a good actor. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard that this movie is great. Like it's it's been getting stellar reviews. And it's from Denmark and it's funny when I was looking up posters to put on this flyer, in Denmark it's just called Borg. 
and the poster that's... is just a big face of him. So that's very that's interesting. Awesome. That in, and I'm curious if it's cut differently or, yeah. or what. But so over there, it's just it'll, they forgot it, to put McEnroe. Yeah, off. they just took him off. It would always be like it's not. I don't know. Gretzky never really had a rival, but it would be like if there was a movie about. Gretzky and an American yeah. player, and in Canada they just called it Wayne Gretzky. Or like Rocky IV, but yeah. mention of Rocky. <laughs> like, uh, think of, I prefer this movie better. <laughs> I think the Green Hornet in, I think in many of the Asian territories, China, Japan, it was just called Kato. They just called it Kato. It was, cool, it was about right? the sidekick. And I'm like, didn't they notice that he was like not in it as much? And, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> in brackets and the Green Hornet. <laughs> and the Green Hornet. Like, it's really small type. That's kind of cool. I've heard about that before, though, when there's, like, co-productions where there's, like, a, a Chinese cut of a film or something like that will, that will feature more of the Chinese side characters sometimes. Like, it's... I can't remember what it was. I think they're doing was... that right now with Marvel movies, where if there's any kind of cutaway news footage or cutaway political footage, mm -hmm. instead of cutting to an American thing, they'll cut to a Chinese thing, because that's the biggest market. Yeah. Even now, I noticed that Ready Player One didn't flop, but... You know, in North America, Black Panther made six hundred million, and Ready Player One made one hundred fifty million. So there's quite a discrepancy there. Yeah. But elsewhere, it's made five hundred million. So it's weird that we live in a world where people don't care about Spielberg here, but elsewhere he's still bankable. Yeah, and I, I suppose it makes sense, but it's just it's weird. That was a weird movie for that, you know, because a lot of people were excited about it, but I guess not everybody was excited about it. No, I mean, I've I've missed it so far. It's just there's too many. Too many big movies and too many movies to see here that I'm yeah. not just saying to advertise us. But, like, the next couple nights I'm coming to movies. Like, I'm coming here on Friday night to see a movie. Oh, no, sorry, on Saturday night to see a movie versus going to see Avengers, which I will see sooner or later. Yeah. Because I want to catch the movies we have. Yeah, and you don't want to spoil anything for Avengers. You know, yeah. Things get out there sometimes. So, speaking of, on Friday night versus Avengers, we have <laughs> The Endless... This looks really good. Yeah, it looks amazing. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I'm I'm gonna be coming on Sunday to see this. You guys both saw oh, what the guy? Spring. Spring. I didn't so see good. that one. Oh, I didn't oh, see it. You, you should see that. that. Yeah, really good flick. That's we what did I show that one. people. They're like, oh, what's the endless about? And I was like, oh, it's sort of about this, but like, I, I haven't watched the trailer because I don't want to spoil it. But the movie before that that they made was really good. It was so it's good. like, and I'm like, okay, I guess this wasn't really, you know, I didn't help you out all that much with the description of this new movie, but I've heard great things. I think on the heels, uh, although I think it's different, on the heels of, oh shoot, that Natalie Portman movie we just oh, read, Annihilation. Annihilation. Kind of the poster and the ad kind of reminded me of that, even though it's not the same topic, of just kind of a like space intelligent movie. horror film, mm. an intelligent, I said it before, but it's, it's, it's like two guys who leave a cult and then discover the cult actually knew what they were talking about. Yeah. Could be like a... David Spade, Chris Farley movie from the 90s. It kind of sounds like that. Cult Boys. Cult yeah, yeah. Boys. It's weird. The Chinese cut of it is a comedy. I don't know what yeah. happened, but uh, yeah, it's good. So that we, would make a good comedy, though. I know. Yeah. Two guys leaving a cult and then... Finding out that there's monsters coming? It could, well, that, like, Black Sheep should have been that. Instead, that was kind but. of the Seth Rogen joint. The uh, uh, end of the world. This is the oh. end? This is the end. That was <laughs> kind of that. The dictator, or not the dictator. God, the dictator. I'm yeah. thinking of, like, five movies. <laughs> if... Farley and Spade had kept going even back in the day when I was much younger I was joking that I wanted them to get to the point of Abbott and Costello and do a Spade and Farley meet Freddy Krueger movie yeah. <laughs> oh I would have loved that your, even Leprechaun like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm down for any of them because we forget this but like in the time those Dracula Frankenstein werewolf movies were really scary like they, they weren't comedic they, were, yeah. they weren't campy they weren't nostalgic they were scary and for 
them to eventually cross over with the biggest comedians of the time. That's really weird. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah, no, some of those, some of those ones, even like, is it the Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla? Or yeah. Something? Like, there's just these weird, like, things, and you're like, okay, sure. Sure. <laughs> then we have Death of Stalin sneaking back for a couple shows to make it a third weeker. Yeah. That's a great movie. People are loving it. It's playing literally right now. Right now. People... If you hear some dramatic score right yeah. now. I'm told it's hilarious, but I'm try- I haven't heard it. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm trying not to listen too closely. It's so good. It, yeah, it is. When, when you work for a few days, when something you want to see, you just kind of try to not pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's like, I, I find if it's like a mystery or a horror or something, and I'm like, in the last 20 minutes, I'm just like, I have to go somewhere else. It's just like, oh no, the killer was you? <laughs> that happened to me once. I was trying to not find out the twist in the movie, and I was doing good and not paying attention. Maybe I even had like listened to a podcast in the box office. But I had to go up to the booth to get something. Oh, no. And my back to the screen, as I was halfway up to the projection booth, I heard the twist. And, I, and like, under my breath, as I was in the cinema, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so. And terrible. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, so, yeah, Death of Stalin. Do catch that. I don't know if we'll be back for a fourth week. The reason our scheduling's a little weird this week is because we have a lot of rentals and the Ottawa Film Society, which eats up our Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. So that's why you have a couple movies that are only two days each, so... All of them could be back. We're not sure. Then we have a Canadian film, Hochelaga. It's a historical drama, and it is a French film. Kind of was on the festival circuit recently. Yeah, just look, it, look, it reminded me of... Shoot, what was that other indigenous-themed film? Black Robe. It, okay. it looks kind of Black Robe, right. epic Canadian drama kind of mm-hmm. thing. Meets uh, North Dallas 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Fun. And, uh, so, and again, I always point this out as... We don't just play Canadian films on Hey It's Canadian Multiplex Day. It's we play it's Canadian films here. all the time. A lot of days here, anyways. Uh, then we have a, as I respectfully always call, kind of a grandparent movie, which is our bread and butter. And I bet you these will be packed. Is a a feel good senior citizen UK film called Finding Your Feet. It's this very specific genre that the UK has come up with in the past twenty years of everyday people doing something weird or doing something in whether it's uh dancing the full monty you yeah, know yeah. Whether that's what, you the know, first thing i thought of full monty meets billy elliot billy elliot there's one called brassed off with ewan mcgregor oh yeah where it's a bunch of like minors learning to play in a band you know <laughs> and so this is i think a bunch of like blue collar uk people learning to dance like it's, yeah. a, it's a very successful repeated genre yeah that although others have done too it's it's very uk you know mm. and and like the this, accents really make it. I feel like. Yeah, and like this cast is Timothy Spall, Joanna Lumley, Imelda Staunton. So a bunch of BAFTA and Oscar winner nominees. Like yeah. so, it's it's one of those. But I bet you it'll be packed. And it's the it's the reason we show these all the time versus Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. Well, look cute. What's funny is I hadn't even heard of it, and then later the day that I saw the poster, I saw an ad on Twitter for it. I was like, "That's random," but all right. and I look cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's what you think it is. I like there being movies that I could come with my mom to because every once in a while, I wish I can remember which one it was, but there was something my mom wanted to come see because she had heard good things about it, but I knew it was R rated. Yeah. And. It was something like Blue Valentine or something like that. Ooh. Something that I knew was like, <laughs> and I looked Man. at my mom as like a grown up, and I went, I don't want to sound like a teenager, but yeah. I don't want to sit by my mom in this movie. That's fair. And and she kind of laughed, and I was like, go with your friend, go whatever, just I, you know, and, uh, and you know, we all have those stories of sitting beside your parents either on like movie night at home or yeah. whatever when you don't realize there's like 
a crazy sex scene in the movie. Oh. It's nobody wants to see that. Oh no, I watched <laughs> Titanic with my mom, which at least was just like that oh, one yeah. scene. But I watched Son in Law with my like aunt, uncle, mom, and dad, and not sisters or brothers. So I didn't even have anyone to take the heat off. And it was like it's not that bad of a movie, but they definitely mentioned sex a couple times, and you're just like, ah, <laughs> oh, and, and yeah, you know, and it's a Polly Shore, you know, vehicle, so you know that the older types are not going to be feeling it. I remember seeing. Risky Business on VHS with my mom on like a Friday night movie night and I guarantee she just wasn't savvy and looked at the poster or saw the trailer even yeah. and went oh this is Ferris Bueller this is Breakfast Club yeah he's just clowning around yeah. having some fun and then halfway through the movie it's like you know hookers and, and sex scene and, yeah. and, I, and I remember the kind of generic move the traditional move of her like covering my eyes like on the couch <laughs> like eh. like, <laughs> like oh that happened to me during like Backbeat, which was like oh, a, yeah. a Beatles, you know, pre-Beatles movie, and it was, I was—I can't remember—I was pretty young. Whenever but, Pete Best was on screen, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, it was like my 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 dad was like, "Oh no, it's restricted. He can't watch it." And then and then my sister was like f- trying to fight the fight for me, and he was like, "Okay, well, the minute that there's any nudity or swearing, he has to go to bed." And the opening shot is a pan down to a naked woman, and I was like, "He's like, well, you're going to bed." And so, like, that's my memory of Backbeat is the opening thirty seconds that I was allowed to see. My parents split up when I was like three or four, and so I, you know, go to my dad's on the weekends and would, you know, watch movies I shouldn't with him, essentially. <laughs> and I remember it was, you know, the VHS heyday. So I remember watching stuff like, you know, Predator, RoboCop, and, and I wasn't like four, you know, I was like, you know, twelve or something. But I remember RoboCop. Oh, it's intense. And yeah, you yeah. you look at the thing, and you're like, oh, it's a robot cop, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. It's gonna be like Star Trek or Star yeah, Wars, yeah. and it's like just. Pretty much X-rated, oh, pretty yeah, much. Really, it, was well, it was originally, yeah. yeah. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. that's the one that you didn't get to see that version, but I mean, you can imagine. Yeah. Oh, you know, I stand corrected. I saw the, the drive-in with him. Okay. So, so what, what year was that? Like 87. 87. 87. So I was like 11, 10 or 11, and going to the drive-in with my dad, and I bet you like the first feature was, you know, young Sherlock Holmes or something, yeah. and because and, drive-ins would always do that. I, I think of it now with Netflix where it's not even walking down an aisle or, or it's just clicking on a movie yeah. and parents watching movies with their kids and no one pays attention like no one looks at the ratings you just click it on and, yeah and you get yeah. duped by a sausage party or something like that's happened here every once in a while where somebody walks into a movie that might only be rated 14 but they're coming in with like a 9 or 10 year old and I'm like, you do know that this is kind of... Oh, yeah. I always think, but, like, you don't want to... I don't want to get involved. I'm just like, you know, yeah. just saying. I'm, just, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not making a call here. Yeah. You know, maybe this is cool, but you should know. So what, Oh, West Side Story. I love it when this happens where we don't get to play classics enough. So I like it when a renter comes in and plays a classic. Yeah. So this is... A fundraiser being put on for a local theater group called... Company uh, of Fools. Company of Fools. Nice. Yes. And they did... Sound of music. Um, sound of music. Nice. We're, we're killing we're good, it. We're good. We got each other's backs. Name other stuff. No, man. Name other stuff. I forget because I'm exhausted. <laughs> so this is good because we get to see a classic up on the big screen and not take the risk of nobody showing up. And when it's a fundraiser like this, they do all the extra job, the extra work of yeah. getting all the news out. And they did gangbusters with sound of music. So this should be fun again. So another, it's on noon on Saturday the 28th of April. No Sunday. Sunday, sorry, Ooh. yes, Sunday. You're shown <laughs> off because it's Tuesday instead of Thursday. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Yeah, so Sunday at noon. I even put noon, N-O-O-N, on the flyer instead really? of 12. Because I just knew somebody would yeah. be like, oh, you're showing it at midnight? Yeah, yeah. They're like, no, we're not showing it at three hours. They dress hour. up as yeah. the Jets. They're like, okay, what yeah. is happening now? 
Two other movies that are actually encores, both rentals. One is The Vatican Deception, and one is Phoenix Wilder and The Great Elephant Adventure. So both those are put on by the filmmakers. And Phoenix Wilder, is it's a free presentation. So bring the kids to that, because not only is it a nice family-friendly adventure movie... It has an elephant in it. And, elephant. and Elizabeth Hurley. Hurley. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that until today. I was like, whoa, Liz Hurley. Nice. She plays the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> See, we were all thinking that, but like... Uh, it's a stretch. And uh, but the is kid, it a real elephant though. It's like a real. It's like a just her with like a, a nose on. Oh, no, telephone. Andrew. <laughs> he was doing so well. But that's true. Yeah, he no. threw me off. Threw me off. <laughs> the kid from Phoenix Wilder is a local guy, and he's going to be here. Oh, cool. He was here last time, and he did a little Q and A and stuff. So oh, he'll nice. be back again. No one even came from the renters, and I think it's the distributor put it on because he's local, and this is akin to a free preview weekend that okay. you would usually win passes to off the radio but they didn't even bother doing that they were just like it's free come and see it and I was talking with the kids family and I was like you guys didn't put this on right and they're like no no it's the distributor I'm like it's weird no one's here they just paid in advance and assumed we were gonna you know live up to our expectations yeah but I it's uh, now. Like, yeah but it went well for them it went pretty well and it reminds me of those kind of 1970s live action Disney films okay. where it's like a like a 12 year old Kurt Russell on an adventure that's what this <laughs> or movie or Ron Howard or Ron Howard Witch Man or yeah it, like. it felt like kind of that kind of a movie that's that's fun that's a cool vibe though you know? yeah. I can respect that so yeah so that's this weekend and then Saturday Night Cinema Mm-hmm. Saturday night at 11. I have no idea what it is. Neither I do I. I. Even, I even asked Lee, but he was bowling at the time, so he didn't tell me. And now I'm like, wow, it's too late now. I, <laughs> I can't. Like, no, no, maybe it's a close. bowling movie. Yeah, bowling. maybe it is. Maybe that's what he was trying to tell me. He wasn't really bowling, but that was a clue. Yeah. We'll never know. We should play Lebowski. We never play that. But it's very interesting because we'll show... It, I, don't, I can't explain the phenomenon, but we'll show an awesome cult movie and 10 people will come. We'll do Saturday Night Cinema where people don't know what's going to happen. And like 85 people show up. Yeah. And Lee joked, let's just not tell anybody anything. Just our whole schedule yeah, is yeah. blank. Well, we you still just... have people who come in like Saturday, Sunday nights. It's like, well, I don't have cable, so I'm here for the movie. We're like, do you know what it is? It's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We, I, we have some old lady customers who do that who come in and be like, what's on this afternoon? And I'll be like, it's Death of Stalin. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just like, walk in. Uh, we, we had uh, a guy bring his mother here, and they thought it was Leisure Seeker, but he had looked at the wrong day oh, the no. day before, and so it was Death of Stalin. And he was like, well, she's not going to watch a Stalin movie. And I was like, no, 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 it's a comedy. Like, yeah. I think, I honestly, <laughs> like, you're here. It might be good. And he was like, ah, I don't know. Like, I don't think he believed me that it was a comedy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like a total crazy, yeah. heavy drama. What, what, a, what a trip that would be. There, we did it. That's all the movies we're screening this week. Again, it's a ton of stuff, but it's because we have so many, what is it, like, one, two, three one-night rentals, Saturday Night Cinema is a one-night thing, so that's why it's like we have so many little one-offs this week again. A lot of fun stuff, though. Yeah, and again, like, crazy diversity. If you, if you like horror films or Canadian drama or foreign films or sports stuff or classics, like, we have everything. Yeah. Somebody oh, came in the other day and just was like, what kind of movies do you screen? And like, everything. <laughs> it feels like a trap. <laughs> Somebody walked by and I just happened to hear them. I was just in the lobby, I think, you know, grabbing some flyers to put outside. And I heard him say, oh, yeah, this is the Mayfair Theater. They just play old movies all the time. Nice. And I wanted to, like, lean out and chase him <laughs> down and be like, no, you're wrong. Bye, bye. <laughs> Look, we're playing this movie. It's a premiere. We're playing this movie. It's yeah. brand new. But... That, I, I try to make it clear that it's like a nice mix like it's mainly newer stuff but I mean we sometimes do play old stuff but then yeah. if there's rental like it's like sure at one time that may have been true but I mean you know we got our finger on the pulse we know what's up yeah 
I did it. I didn't fall asleep. I just forgot half the things I was yes. going to say. Yeah, but Andrew and I were all over it. <laughs> you got it. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Go visit our friends at House of Targs. They just celebrated their fourth anniversary. Eric and I were there a week ago playing Orbiter, which is gone, sadly. Yeah, but we took video, so, I mean, uh, it did exist. The coolest pinball. Yeah, it was, it's... like, the craziest pinball I've ever seen in my life. Gravity. Crazy anti-gravity weird yeah. stuff. It was nuts. It's, it's impossible to describe yeah. over there, but boy, it was crazy. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back. Yeah. You can dare to dream. We need this. But what did they get there now? They, they kept the Simpsons pinball, which is really cool. Okay. And they kept this crazy shooting game that you actually have to, like, duck and dodge. Oh, is that the, the police, police something? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It sounded better than that. And but... they have an old school Playboy game, which is just kind of really neat looking. Yeah. So, yeah, they really got cool you stuff. Can't, can't lose, except that I lost several times. Yeah. But it's still, <laughs> it's fun. And we're all over social media. We're on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check our website for up to the second updates. And uh, we'll see you here soon. And a month in advance, spread the word about that 3D thing. It's going to be yeah. awesome. And Kubrick. And Kubrick, too. Now oh, that guy. He's not in 3D. Another... What did he ever do? <laughs> we should imply it's in 3D, and then they get here and like, it's not. But you should come to the 3 thing. Just put on the glasses. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stick around and watch that uh, weird documentary, Devil and Father Amorth. Oh, nice. And he's coming, too. It's oh. going to get the band back together. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. See ya. Bye. Oh, somebody walked me. Go get him. Get him. No bathroom uses. <laughs>